One quarter in the books, Hogan and Johnson with you, along with Kate Pedersen. Andy McNamara will have the halftime postgame show for you. Uh, the Calgary Stampeders accepted that play, uh, the penalty, so we actually left the play early. We apologize for that. Uh, Argos were facing a first and 20, and they swung the ball out to James Wilder, uh, who got north-south in a hurry, took it for 11 yards out to the Argo 40. So it will be a second down and nine from the Argo 40 as they flip sides, and they'll now be heading toward the lake, left to right on your dial. Yeah, the Argos executed a nice uh, play there where the Wilder had a, a little bit of an escort with a few old linemen downfield and managed to form a, uh, a nice line. And uh, Wilder ran right behind it for a quick 11 yards for the Argos and uh, a good chance of converting this uh, first and, that first and long. So uh, Argos at the end of the first quarter will have just 30 yards of passing, although I guess uh, that would have been a pass to Wilder, so that will uh, add up here in a couple of seconds. 62 yards passing for Ray through one quarter of play as he tries to uh, end up with a seventh consecutive 300-yard game. This ain't going to be easy, though. No, no, long way to go. Uh, it is early, and it seems like the uh, I feel like the wind settled down a little bit. Maybe not. Still gusting around. And it looks like the stats on both sides of the ball are pretty even. Both teams right around 70 yards uh, between passing and, and rushing. And uh, you know what, the Argos defense needs to continue to play physical, which uh, on a short week, both sides, both teams are, are obviously coming off the short week, um, but it's difficult to keep that physicality up for four quarters um, when, you're, when you're possibly or potentially tired. Argo. And when you factor in the humidity as well. So first down for the Argos, sorry, second down for the Argos at their own 40. They need nine here on second down, wearing their home blues, white pants, white helmets, and moving left to right. Ray drops back to pass. He's got Whitaker in the backfield. He's going to pump fake and see some pressure coming. Spins to avoid it and hits S.J. Green at midfield. Ricky Ray apparently is Benjamin Button. He's going backwards at some point. I That was a play that we haven't seen Ricky make in quite some time. That was awesome. Anthony Coombs with a little pre-snap movement to see if there's, uh, you know, if it's man coverage. It happened to be zone. Ricky drops back. He's looking downfield. He's got pressure. Micah Johnson comes rolling around the outside. Ricky just stands in the phone booth and spins around. Micah misses him, and Ricky finds uh, his receiver downfield for first down. A 19-yard gain for the Argonauts. They'll go to the ground game again, and some pounding here. James Wilder, Jr. won a national championship with Florida State was the MVP of the SEC championship game with the Seminoles and loves playing in the CFL. Loves the fact that he can play every special team and get the football. He'll get two yards there. Should mention that uh, we've been given the word that Lamar Durant out with his knee injury, the wide oh. receiver for the, uh, for the uh, Calgary Stampeders. Second down and eight. Ray, a four-man rush. Now is going to roll out to the right. Dumps it off to the safety valve in Coombs, who almost made a tackler miss. He'll end up with a gain of about two yards. And this would be a 54-yard field goal attempt. That ain't going to happen. So Hyralahu will come out with the punt unit. Hyralahu has the uh, kicking tee in his hand. And they went, no, give it back. <laughs> Put it back. In warm-up, yeah, no heading way. in the other direction. Yeah. Liram Hyrola, who hit one from 60 with about three or four yards to spare. Yeah, you're not doing that, especially no, when you got Finch back there. No dice. Good spot on the field for the fake. Very good spot. Like an excellent spot, but they are going to kick it. Hyrola, who looking for the corner. 
And it's outside the numbers, inside the 10. Good kick, and Finch is going to take it back. Uh-oh, he's got a lot of field in front of him. 15, 25, 35. He's gone. 40, 50. Can somebody catch him from the far side? 40, 30, 20, and touchdown. It looked like a really good kick. The coverage looked okay, but the blocking was better, and it's going to be about a 103-yard return for a touchdown. Unbelievable, and you could see it materialize as the ball was kicked. It was a good kick by Liram. I know he was trying to get that sideline. Didn't quite have the distance to get all the way to the sideline, but it was between the numbers and the sideline, so a perfect spot for Argos' coverage team to make the play. Problem is, when you kick cross field, all of the lanes have to adjust, and it looked to me like the Argos did not have a field contain. And where did Finch go? Right to the field side. There was nothing but green, and he blew by all of the coverage and basically made one cut on James Wilder, went vertical. Liram missed. It was, you know, Liram had it was 15 yards of space he was trying to cover, and Finch went all the way. Extra point is up and good, and Calgary now has a 17-7 lead with three and a half minutes gone here. In quarter number two, we'll take the timeout. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. 12 16 remaining in the opening half. It is now 17 7 after the unofficially 103 yard punt return touchdown. Second punt return touchdown of the season for Finch. He had a 97 yarder uh, earlier in the season, and he had a 55 yard kickoff return in the first quarter for the Stampeders. So he has been uh, he's been doing all right, shall we say, for the Stamps. Yeah, no kidding. And I'd say that could potentially be partially fault of a short week. So from a special teams perspective, they're packing all of the special teams into one day. Right? And and Stamps, and, Stamps played on Saturday and they're, too. They're, they're, no, no, they're doing the same thing. I'm no. but I'm talking about from a coverage standpoint. Uh-huh. Right? So it just doesn't give you much time to study a guy like Finch. Right, and, sure. And, and sure, yeah, you're right. The Stamps are doing the same thing, but their return game, they know what they're doing on the return game. I'm just saying, the Argos needed to put a little extra work on their coverage team and study Finch a little more, and that potentially, you know, and that's just kind of an individual thing and not being aware of, hey, I've got a short week. I need to spend a little more time in film, and, you know, I don't know, because what I saw there is that the coverage lanes were not sound, and, uh, and Finch just blew the doors off that. Officially 103 yards, and it is going to be... Marquise Jackson, we'll see if he can return the favor, but they're going to kick it to Cam McDaniel. The Notre Dame product will take it across the 15, 20, 25, 30. Cuts back at the 30 to the 35, tripped up, or he may have gone the distance Who made as that he play? cut back across. And uh, when I looked downfield, the only guy I saw was the kicker. So it'll be a first down for the Argos at the 35-yard line. Linebacker Winton McManus, what a saving play for the Stampeders. He dives out with his arm and just... Happens to trip up McDaniel because he was going vertical after that last cut. Great great vision by McDaniel there and uh, ended up getting some good position for the Argos here. First year out of Memphis. Not McManus like Danny McManus, the U.S. at the end. This is Winton McManus, I.S., so no relation. Up the middle goes Whitaker. He's going to bounce it out to try and get outside the tackle on the left side. He'll end up with about a three-yard gain, which has been the average for Whitaker this year. They can't get him going. Yeah, Witt was looking for the cutback there, and uh, it's a nice play by Derek Wigan. He was battling uh, against Tyler Holmes. Peels off the block to uh, make the tackle. Former teammate of Argo Matt Webster with the Gales. Second down, and we'll call it seven. Just outside the 38. 
And Ray under pressure again, rolls out, dumps it off. He's got Whitaker at the 40, and he's going to be closed in on quickly. It'll be a gain of one yard. So Argonauts offense starting to struggle a little bit now, and they're going to be punting back down 10 points to the Stampeders, 11 minutes left in the half. That's some solid coaching by the Stampeders, and they, they can feel a little momentum. in the Argos uh, maybe offensive line giving up a bit of pressure and they ran an outstanding stunt on up front the Argos weren't able to communicate it and uh, there was a D lineman in Ricky's face pretty quickly Ricky had to pull out of it and, uh, which was uh, looked pretty smooth there as he made the completion but it was only for a short game and here's Hyralahu this didn't go well the last time again he puts it on the numbers at the 20 yard line far side Pitch is going to try to take this one outside that doesn't work at all as Cam Walker and company will be downfield on the tackle and Stamps have the ball in the lead. They're up by 10 with 10 and a half left in the half. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. Argo's honoring a member of the military and uh, the alumni talking to him. Big Crush Campbell. Mike Campbell, who was such a personality here and uh, a big part of those uh, early 1990s Toronto Argonauts. Matt Dunnigan's down here as well, one of his former teammates from that era doing the uh, TSN panel hit from down here. Mike Campbell just loved sacking quarterbacks just loved sacking quarterbacks yeah a big personality kind of guy that likes to have some fun he's pretty good on the ice too yeah that's true he's not bad yeah. on the ice I'm surprised <laughs> I was surprised no lineman <laughs> well, love from the fullback look how big he is yeah, that's right true. you put skates on him looks like the skates are going to crumble underneath his body and uh it's pretty smooth nice some nice edge work Argos defense has played pretty well so far tonight. Bo Levi Mitchell only has 51 yards passing, which I would think he would take at the Absolutely. sort of four-and-a-half-minute mark of the second quarter. Uh, Messam three carries for 25 yards. It's been the return game yes, it has that been. has been big for the Stampeders tonight, including a 103-yard punt return by Roy Finch. Testament to how good this team is. Mitchell at the 29-yard line. That's where they will put it in play. And a flag down on the play, and they're going to give the ball to Messam. There's a big hole off tackle near side. He'll get close to first down yardage. But we'll see what the flag is for. Was this an illegal formation against Calgary? From where the flag was thrown, no, it's going to be offside against the Argos. Kim Murphy will give us the official call. This will be declined, and it'll be a maybe a nine-yard gain. I don't think he has first down yardage. Well, it looks like it's about a half a yard, not even a half a yard short. No, this is outside not. Toronto, number 24. That penalty's declined. Tuggle. Second down. Justin Tuggle, he's in on the rotation at defensive end, as he is in right now for Troy Davis. And uh, that was some lights out blocking by the Calgary Stampeders because Messam takes the handoff in the backfield and he turns and he just looks like he's at a track as he runs full speed unimpeded towards that nine yard marker. So comes Andrew Buckley. The short yardage quarterback who was tackled in very dramatic fashion on this field uh, against the Red Blacks a year ago. It's close. Didn't get into the end zone, uh, but I think he got the first down here. He did. They gave him a 40-yard line. Buckley is in his second year. He's, a, he's JJ, I don't know if we can say this in public or not because it's a dirty word. He's a Canadian quarterback. Ooh. Ooh. Second year out of the University of Calgary. I can't believe you said that. Yeah, I'm sorry. So far this year, passing the football, Andrew Buckley in mop-up duty. Kid looked good last week. He's 10 for 10 this year. <laughs> How good is that? Not bad. We give the, the Canadian Q a chance. Hey, shh. Can't play quarterback. Canadian Q. 
Back to pass, Mitchell. Little in right, it is tipped and almost picked. Oh boy, Cassius Vaughn had it right twixt the hands and let it go to the carpet. Second near interception tonight. I don't know how you don't make that catch. Oh goodness, goodness gracious. This is a ball over the middle. Markway McDaniel on a uh, bit of a slant pattern. The ball's high, and you know what they tell you as a receiver, you're going to miss it, try to knock it down, but he kind of serves it up. He hands underneath it. Floats up like a loaf of bread right into Cash Spawn's hands, and he drops it. There's the tip drill. He may have been committing for the big hit and then was surprised by the tip. Calgary just went offside. It's a freebie for the defense. Markway McDaniel will have the catch for a first down. Uh, but this one has to come back. The slot receiver on the right side was about three yards downfield. Yeah, it's coming back. Here's Kim Offside, Murphy. Calgary, number 89. It's a five-yard penalty. Here's Demarius Daniels on the far side, who was a teammate uh, at the University of Notre Dame uh, of Cam McDaniel of the Argonauts. Mm-hmm. Should mention a sad day for Irish fans as uh, Eric Parsegian passed away this week at the age of 94 who was a, a legendary coach. Two national championships with the Argos in the 60s and 70s. Joe Montana's coach at UND, among others. And was the first head coach in the Rudy movie, the guy that wanted to put him in the lineup. <laughs> Back to pass is Mitchell, steps up, and down he goes. Ball almost came out. Mitchell's going to be sacked, and it's going to be Jeff Finley with his third sack, the former Alouette, one of many on this team who's going to get the sack back at the 33-yard line, and uh, it is going to be punting time as the Argos defense turned it up a notch for three, and Martise Jackson is already on the field looking his lips. He sprinted out to take this punt. That's huge. Huge play by the Argo defense. Four-man rush. Argos able to get the pressure, allowed to play sound defense on the back end, which is what they need to do against a guy like Bo Levi Mitchell, and he couldn't find a target and had to pull it down. Big Rob, sack. Rob Maver with the punt out of the University of Guelph. Not a great kick. Low. Jackson comes up to take it at the 40-yard line. Gets the corner, gets the sideline, and stepped out at the 50. Ooh, that was almost a Winnipeg return, but he did not walk the tight rope this time. Argos will have great field position when we come back. They're trailing 17-7 with 7.44 remaining in the first half. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. Mike Hogan, Jeff Johnson, Kate Pedersen here at BMO. Andy McNamara back at the ranch as your pre-post and halftime host. And the Argonauts, after the uh, nice return by Martise Jackson, will take over their own 50-yard line. Ricky Ray, we've talked about it being... Six for six in terms of 300-yard games so far this season. Nine for 12 for just 86 yards so far tonight against the Stampeders, but he's got 37 minutes and 44 seconds left to get the ball moving. J.J., they came out, they attacked short. It looked like the underneath stuff was wide open. Have they gone away from it, or what's the adjustment you see from the Calgary defense from the opening drive to now? You know what? They've uh, been been able to get a little pressure on Ricky. Uh, The last uh, two drives, they've uh, adjusted their... They've brought a few stunts uh, up front, which has uh, slowed Ricky down a little bit because he's not able to stay in the pocket comfortably and work through his progression. So good adjustment by the Stamps, and uh, let's see if the O-line, uh, the Argos O-line can adjust further as well. First down at the 51-yard line. Ray, play action, goes over the middle, intercepted, picked off. They were looking for Anthony Coombs. It's picked off by one of the backers, and uh, getting down inside the 40 is Jameer Thurman. Still on his feet and down to the 33-yard line. So the first-year player from Indiana State 
makes a big play out of Larry Bird, who is also a sycamore. And it will be a first down for Calgary at the Argo 33. That is an outstanding play by Thurman. As the Argos run a little play action, Thurman steps up and then he starts to back out. He doesn't quite bite very much, and as he, uh, as he backs out, Ricky's looking for Anthony Coombs running a slant pattern right behind Thurman. And uh, that's a great play by Thurman. He actually sniffed it out. He's watching Ricky's eyes as they were looking towards Coombs, and Thurman goes vertical and pulls down the INT. There's your film work right there. First down at the 33-yard line of the Argonauts. They're in field goal range already. Stampeders moving right to left, leading 17-7. They fake an end around and dump it underneath the mess with a lot of room. 30 to the 25 on the cutback. Ball came out. I think he got it back at the 26-yard line. Ball was out for a minute, but the big man fell on it. Uh, GTA product is Jerome Messam, and it'll end up in a uh, an adventurous gain of seven and a half. Yeah, that's uh, always dangerous when you get to give that ball to Jerome Messam out in that open field. But uh, great heads-up play by Rico Murray to punch that out, and the Argos almost took advantage. Bear Woods was right there. Wind was coming in quickly, so they had a meeting at the ball. They just couldn't get there quickly enough. Very good awareness by Messam. Two yards to get on second down. Mitchell still in the game. Play action. Throws to the same spot. And it is caught underneath by Devarius Daniels, who will get close to first down yardage as they are attacking the flat in different ways. Daniels runs a quick out pattern right along that line of scrimmage. Bo Levi spins out, flips it to him, and Brandon Harris with an excellent tackle, limiting this to the, the short gain that it is, and it's actually just short of a first down. That's all because of the tackle made by Brandon Harris. They are going to measure or at least place the football. Very close. Argos are doing a nice job tonight getting coverage. Uh, sorry, getting pressure. And they've got 11 sacks out of the lineup tonight. Butler has seven. Lang has three. Johnny Sears has one from the secondary. So 11 sacks out of the lineup, and the Argos are still getting pressure on Bo Levi Mitchell. We've got killer depth up front, Hogue. Killer depth. Troy Davis is looking great. Finley, I mean, we could just go across the board. We haven't even seen Alan Michael Cash yet. No. We haven't. Right? We have not. First guy that was thanked by Bear Woods when he won each one of his awards as the East Defensive Player of the Year was Bear Woods. Or it was uh, Alan Michael Cash. That's pretty cool. Obviously, yeah. they had a pretty tight relationship. And uh, Alain obviously opening up the, the holes so that Woods can fly around and make some plays. Third and inches. Everybody's up on the line for the Stampeders. Buckley's going to go forward and get the first down. The short yardage quarterback from UCALG. And the CanWest product will move the sticks. It's a first down to about the 22-yard line. Stampeders leading 17-7, to 5.38 remaining in the half. And how about Messam lined up uh, as a wideout to the right of the quarterback on that short yardage play trying to pull a linebacker out of the box? I went, <laughs> I went back and I was looking when the 97 team was here and I was watching some of the replays. They did that with Robert Drummond, yeah. who is uh, you know, a huge running back, Ella James Waddle, and they lined yeah. him up at Z. Yeah, yeah he scored on a, He just ran a fly pattern and scored a touchdown. They're obviously running a pattern to him. <laughs> now they go to the tackles again. Messam meet Bear Woods. He got his big paws on his former teammate and brought him down for a four-yard loss. That is what we expect to see out of Bear Woods, one of the best tacklers, maybe the 
premier tackler in the Canadian Football League. I love it because pre-snap, Marcus Ball's talking to Bear. Bear's talking to Marcus. Marcus pointed out something, and looked like Bear went right through the gap. Marcus was expecting the, the hole to open up. Woods makes the play. Marcus is there to join him. Second and 14 from the 27-yard line. Ball on the right, hash mark three. Stampeders to the near side, two up top. Here comes some pressure. Mitchell on a curl pattern has Mark Wade McDaniel back to the original line of scrimmage and maybe a yard. So it'll be third down and long, and out comes the Calgary field goal unit. They have an 18-yarder. Paredes will try another one from about 30. The Argos defense getting it done again, turning another seven into a three. And uh, this is huge because this is keeping the Argos in this game and the uh, the offense another chance to turn around and, and uh, keep the, the, the double blue close. Cassius Vaughn's had a rough night, a big pass interference penalty against him at the five-yard line and then uh, uh, missed a sure interception. But he comes up big on that play. Brett is from 29, just inside the left hash mark. It is up. It is long. It is straight. And the Stamps have three more. It's 20 to 7 with 350 remaining here in the opening half of this game. Yeah, the Argos uh, offense queuing up on the sideline. Last couple notes before they go out there and uh, make something of this drive. This is uh, three minutes left in this second quarter, three and a half. This is a big drive right here for the Argos uh, group. They need to close out this half strong. And they're going to take it at the 35-yard line and uh, not give Marquise Jackson the opportunity to return. Argos were up 7-0 in this game. Ricky Ray to SJ Green from 10 yards, but since then it's been all stamps. They put up 20 straight. They are a good football team. They have very few weaknesses, and the Argos... Have to turn it up a notch, especially offensively. We'll see what they can do here. They swing it out to Whitaker, makes one miss, 30-35. He'll get back to be the initial line of scrimmage. And for a team that has gone vertical more than any other in the Canadian Football League this year, they have not gone vertical very much tonight. No, they've been running some different plays. I mean, I haven't, we haven't seen a ton of screens, and we've seen quite a few screen attempts, and they tried another one there. Big Will Campbell, good. lucky he didn't get called for a holding call because it was pretty blatant from up here. Second down and 10 from the 35-yard line. Punch formation to the near side. Back to pass goes Ray. Now he's going to go downfield. He has a man. It's cut for uh, first down by Payton across midfield and more down to the 45-yard line. Argos needed a big play. They just got 30 yards. And a first down for Khalil Payton, his longest reception as a Toronto Argonaut. We've hit the three-minute warning, 2.55 to be precise. Argos trailing by 13, have an opportunity to cut into that lead when we come back. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. Argos moving the ball. Will Payton with a big 30-yard reception. And the Argos have the uh, the football on the other side of midfield and down to the 45-yard line of the Stampeders looking to get some points on the board. Trailing by 13 just inside three minutes left in the half. Hoagie, that was a huge, huge pass by Ricky Ray. A confidence pass, a, a throw that was in the middle of four Stampeder defenders. Payton runs a deep post pattern in behind Jameer Thurman, the linebacker. Ricky feathers it, as I've seen, as we've all seen him do very often, feathers it perfectly right over top of the linebacker's outstretched fingertips. And why that's bigger is that he just threw an interception. So you think a, normally a quarterback would be gun-shy, not Ricky. Oh, you know, we've said that about Ricky his entire career. When he was a rookie, you couldn't tell if he had thrown a six-touchdown pass of the night or a six-interception. Love the composure. Ball at the 45-yard line, back to pass, Ray. We'll get it away. He's got S.J. Green. Ball a little bit behind him. He had to reach back and make the catch, and it'll end up as a nine-yard game down to the 36-yard line. They're in field goal range now, but obviously they want more, and out come the bigs here on second down and one. I feel like Ricky's steamed right now. 
Ricky doesn't was, get Steve. Well, you know, I don't know. It's just the way he's throwing the ball, he's like, I'm getting this is going. We're going. We're scoring. And uh, he's making a quick decision, and he's just its a, he's taking his but, first read. I'm liking it right but now. But this, this is what's translating from the practice. The second L1, Fajardo's out for the short yardage attempt. They've got Wilder behind him as a lone setback. And they're just going to carry the football, and Fajardo gets hit after he gained a yard and a bit. This should be an Argonaut first down, although they might not get the kind spot here. That was a big hit. It looked like Fajardo had crossed the line, and uh, they're going to give him the first down. I thought he had about another half yard. But one of the, the, the Ricky Ray thing, I don't know if it's just that he looks upset, or this is just the tempo that they run in practice seeping into the game. It's and faster it's just, tempo right now. Yeah, oh. it is a quicker tempo. And that's what that's the way that this offense is operating, and they've got a first down here to the 35-yard line. Ball on the right hash mark. Argo's moving from left to right. They're down 13. Three receivers up top as Ray drops back. He's going to come to the near sideline. Receiver fell down and couldn't make the catch. Fuller ran sort of a, a he cut hard to the inside and tried to get back to a back shoulder throw, and he fell down, went boom at second and ten. And he almost pulled that in too. He looked a little bit like Superman as he was flying through the air trying to get that in. And uh, watching SJ. Woo. Ricky throws this with some velocity, a little bit off. Well, it's, it, that's probably a catch if Fuller doesn't slip and fall down. He's still got yeah. his hands on the yeah. football. Yeah. Just, just threw the, the timing off. Just on the tips. Second down, 10 to go. Four-man rush. Ray goes over the middle, has Coombs to the third, 25, and he spins off the tackle and gets an Argonaut first down. You see Tom. that? That's an Anthony Coombs, makes the catch, and knows where he is when he makes the catch, which sometimes was not the case a couple years ago. He'd make the catch and, you know, kind of move around a little bit, maybe might lose yards on that. There, he knows he's close. Dives across the first down marker and secures the first down. That's huge. A slow half for him by his standards all of a sudden. That's his third catch for unofficially 27 yards. First down at the 24. They run a fake one side with Coombs counter to Whitaker, and he ran into a pile, and he'll get about three yards. How do you get Whitaker going? And now we've got an offensive lineman, Sean McEwen, taking into the center. I feel like Whitaker, he's a little bit frustrated because I think he may have missed the lane there. Possibly a little indecisive. It's hard to tell uh, upon, upon first glance, but uh, whatever it whatever happened, there was nowhere to go, at least when he ended up making a decision. I will admit, I don't know who the backup center is. I haven't noticed that at practice because I haven't been looking for it. They've got Watman who's come back out. He and Jamichael Dean have both seen action here in the opening quarter. I don't know who plays center. Watman, I've talked to Corey about this. Corey has only played guard. That's all he led on anyways. I think Holmes has played a little center, hasn't he, before? Holmes has uh, has played some center. He played some center and guard at, uh, where was he, Green Minnesota. They, t- they moved him inside. He played tackle when he was down at the University of Tulsa. They wanted to move him inside, so he's done a little bit. I don't think he's ever played, per se, center, but he's had some look-sees. The good news is McEwen is up and running off. Seems to be favoring his right arm. So it's a full sprint, but we'll see when Sean can get back into the game. A Calgary native playing against the Stamps. And now let's see who's going to be snapping the ball to Ricky Ray. And don't forget, Argos are 100% aside from short yardage. They're 100% in pistol. It's Mr. Watman in the middle. He uh, does indeed come in. Michael Dean will move to the right guard position where he had been playing this series. Four-man rush. Ray with a pump fake. Rolls out to the right. Under pressure. Looking, looking. And down he goes. Ball comes out. And it is recovered by Calgary. A brilliant play by the defensive lineman who just knocked it out of bounds. You do not have to have possession. 
He was smart just to knock it out. I think that was James Botters who got there to knock it out, and it's going to be Calgary football. Everybody in the building except Ricky could sense the guy from Calgary, the defender, closing in on him. I'm a little surprised by that. A little surprised that Charleston Ricky, Hughes. Ricky didn't know that there was some pressure coming because uh, we know he's not the fastest player on the field. And as he's scrambling out to the right, feels a little pressure initially, comes right up the middle on a stunt pattern. Nice stunt. And uh, as Ricky rolls out, he's looking for his receiver. He tells Declan to turn up field. And that's uh, Hughes that comes up from behind yep. and knocks that out. Back to pass now is Mitchell. And down he goes and flags a plenty before the sack. Jeff Finley with his second sack of the half. And uh, from where those flags came out, this is probably holding against Calgary. And that will be declined. Kim Murphy will give us what should be good news for the Argonauts. Kim? Holding Calgary, number 61. Penalties declined. Andre Williams is the center, second-year player out of South Alabama. And all of a sudden, the Argonauts have put Calgary in an interesting position with a minute 20 left. It's 20-7 to 7 for Calgary. And it's second down and a long-distance phone call. The Stamps need 18 here. They're back at their own 13-yard line. Well, we need Dice with Cam Finley. What is he doing inside there? This kid is blowing it up. What a That's a huge sack. He is on fire. He had a two-sack game also this year against Ottawa in the capital. Four-man rush this time. Draw play to Messam, who's going to get the body headed north-south. He'll get out to the 25. Ball is fumbled. Argos have it at the 30-yard line of the 20 to the 15. And it is your man, Mr. Davis, Troy Davis, taking it inside the 15-yard line. They will mark it at the 14. Argos have a first and goal with less than a minute left here on the half. Wow, that was huge. Jerome Messam just about blew the doors off that play. I thought, are you kidding me? Is he going to get a first down? Because he was pretty close on the draw play right at the end as he's going down, as sometimes happens when a running back just before he hits the turf, loosens up those arms a bit, boom, ball comes out. Troy Davis scoops her up and starts to look like he's running at a track meet. He's excited. High knees are going. He throws in a little hurdle on the line uh, on a <laughs> receiver downfield, making that look pretty sweet. Ball at the 13-yard line. Over to the right hash mark. Whitaker stands to the left of Ricky Ray. High snap. Brings it down. Dumps it over on a crossing route to Payton. And the timing thrown off there by a high snap. And now McEwen can come back in. He has missed his three plays. So Sean McEwen is going to come in and Watman's going to go out. So Watman did a decent job. A little high on that snap. But the regular center in on for the second attempt. And against a defense like this, uh, having your regular guy in there is pretty important from a communication perspective because he's who studied this defense the most. And uh, it was uh, a, a defender coming right through that A-gap that got Ricky on that last play. Three receivers to the left, ball on the right, hash mark. S.J. Green in the slot on the near side. Back, he goes Ray, steps up, and he throws it in the direction. It'll be incomplete. He was just trying to avoid the sack. And he was looking for Jeff Fuller. It will go incomplete. And it will bring in the field goal unit to try and have the lead. It's 20-7. to 7. Liram Hyralahu trying to cut it to 10. Okay, this is why this team is so good. Argos, huge play by the Argos. Mess and fumbles. Argos are in the red zone. About to score seven. And the Stampeders defense steps up. That's what defense is there to do. When you need them to step up, they do. And, and they get the job done. Hughes making a big play. And uh, Argos are... 
Going for three. Hiralahu from 19, just inside the right hash mark. It is up. Yahtzee, three more for the Argos. It's 20 to 10 with 39 seconds remaining until the half. And a fan in the south stands here at BMO gets a football. It's like Major League Baseball. Ball goes in. You get to keep it. You don't have to throw it back. No nets. There's no bruise on your hand. Yeah, just giving away the footballs. Nice touch. So Hyrule who has his 22nd field goal of the season. Most in the CFL, but a lot of that is, is because of the lack of success in the green zone. The conversions. Glenn Suter likes to call it. In the green zone. Well, again, that's Stampeder's defense. And you know what? They got that pressure with four linemen. And yeah. that, uh, you know what? Ricky had to hang on to the ball. Again, he, you know, he doesn't have a clean receiver because the coverage is there. All the DBs have uh, lots of cover guys. And big play by the defense. And uh, now the Stampeders are going to put the ball in play. They're not going to run out the clock as they get a bit of nine-yard out pattern to Rory Kohler. Longtime CFLer from out west who's in his first year with the Stampeders. He'll make the grab get out of bounds at the 44-yard line at second and one. Stamps are going to try and score here. But, sure. You know, this is uh, potentially a big momentum builder for the Stamps here at the end of the half. Still no Jermaine Gabriel. Matt Webster is the safety all of a sudden. Was a former Stampeder. Back to pass. Bo Levi under pressure. Rolling out right now. Rolling, rolling. Throws to the far sideline. Has a man wide open at the 45-yard line who gets filled in by Rico Murray. And it's Parker who makes the catch, and he's getting up slowly. Another one from the University of Calgary factory. But they are pretty close to field goal range now. But Anthony Parker is still in a lot of trouble over on the far sideline as Rico Murray tuned him. Yeah, that's a big hit by Rico Murray. How about that throw by Bo Levi Mitchell? Four-man rush from the Argos. They've got zone coverage on the backside. As Bo Levi scrambling out, Sean Lemon in tow. He's running hard from left to right, and he just unleashes a bullet right into Parker's hands. And uh, Rico Murray's not happy about it because it's a big first down. And he just unloads with the right shoulder right in the solar plex. Yeah. I, I, I bet you Anthony uh, got the wind knocked out. Oh, no question on that one. Yeah. I would assume he's going to be okay. But that is just exhale. Yeah. Big hit. You, you play every sport, even if you're like a kid. You play every sport. You're going to get nicked up playing all the sports. The mo the most pain I ever had was when I fell. I was I, I got my hand caught on the rim. Yeah. Basketball. I yes. came down from sort of net level and landed flat on my back. Oh. And it knocked every ounce of wind out. JJ, the yes. pain was unbelievable. So I'm, I'm yeah. sure at some point in your career you got smacked and just lost all your wins. Yeah, there was a guy the by worst. the name of Sean Gallant. Oh, jeez. <laughs> a name from the past. Uh, oh, man, you know what? He could bring it. And it was a Gates that He was playing with the Renegades. I was running down the left side, and he came across the field, and he just about smoked me, and I couldn't breathe for felt like five minutes. Ball at the 44-yard line. It is a first down. they got the lone setback in Messam. Argos safety blitz. Mitchell picks it up, goes over the middle, and it is caught, and they are in field goal range, and maybe a little bit more for Daniels. 25-20 to the 10, and McDaniels is going to score with one second left in the half. Wow. The worst possible result for the Argos just happened. It's a 44-yard field goal, or touchdown, rather, with one second left on the clock. Ouch. Unbelievable. Well, that's the Calgary Stampeders. They uh, had 35 seconds to make something happen to destroy the momentum that the Argos managed to grab off the Messam fumble. 
Bo Levi Mitchell gets it done, and Devaris Daniels makes a heck of a catch. Makes one move, has six Argo defenders in tow, and unfortunately they can't catch him. So Paredes coming out for the extra point. And it is good. And just like that, just when the crowd was starting to really get into this thing, the Calgary Stampeders have just gone with a 44-yard touchdown with one tick on the ticker. Even if they slow him down a little bit, that could have been dangerous, right? Because he almost ran out of time. You force him back to make a cut into the middle. But it was Tavarius uh, Daniels, a great block by Rory Kohler. Yeah, and that's the uh, Stamps receivers working in the in the perimeter. Kohler, just by body position, blocks about three Argos. And Daniels manages to just run around the outside and dive across that goal line. And, uh, you know, he runs a little curl pattern, makes the catch, and makes a hard cut out to his right. Good, big play by the Stamps. Lots of open field. And uh, Bo Levi Mitchell on that previous play, if he doesn't find his receiver on the perimeter and Anthony Parker and uh, unleash a pretty wicked throw, then they don't even have that chance there. But you know what? That's that's the Stamps. They, they said, hey, 35 seconds, let's go score. And, uh, you know, they're hoping, they're thinking three points, and they come away with seven. So Predators will kick it off from 35, and the clock will hit zero as soon as an Argo touches it, and it will be Marquise Jackson. Can he pull them out of the fire with a big return? 10, 15, 20 comes to the near side, makes one miss. Not the second, though. So we will go to the break as soon as uh, we get the thumbs up from the official, and we do. That will be the final play of the first half. Uh, Argos put up 10, but they give up 27 points.